0: Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system
1: that will help you perform at your highest level.
0: And now, here is your host, Chris Rock.
1: Welcome to a new marketing session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and today I'm going to share this space with my special guest, Brian Graykin, and we're going to talk about his newly released book, Meconomics 101 16 Ways to Improve Your Marketing, Selling, and Business Management for Today's Consumer. A few words about Brian. So Brian has over 20 years of award-winning experience helping businesses increase revenues and profits through better marketing and selling strategies and through skill development. Past clients include international leaders in retail, beverages, banking, auto parts distribution, energy, and flooring. He's also a speaker, a LinkedIn blogger, and he manages the LinkedIn group Increase Retail Sales Training and Economics. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you? I'm
0: doing very well. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners, Chris.
1: It's great to have you, Brian. And um, yeah, I told you I read your book prior to getting you on the show, and I told you why I invited you to share your insight with the Sangre in Business community. And what impressed me most about the book that you, you've written is the fact that you took a unique approach to looking at an entire business, and that is from a so-called freelancers approach. And you layered that on top of the three pillars that is marketing, selling, and business management. And we'll get right into that. But first of all, I want to take a step back and ask you uh, the following. How did you come up with this book?
0: Well, a number of years ago, I was uh, doing a lot of training projects for the Coca-Cola company. And, and so you start developing an increased awareness of marketing uh, out in the business world. Uh, Simultaneously with that, I would be driving home from many a meeting at Coca-Cola and stop to try to have dinner and I found out that a restaurant had a long waiting line and so I went into a shopping mall and there were lines at the nail and beauty salon and I couldn't find a parking spot at the mall in the first place and all this was happening during the recession. and It made me very curious about how much money people were spending and how they were spending their money during a recession. I did a lot of research into companies that turned out to be recession-proof whether they were cosmetics or luxury cars or tattoo parlors or luxury coffee shops, many companies never saw the recession. And so I started analyzing their marketing strategies and their advertising campaigns to find out what it was about their products, services, and their marketing that helped make them recession-proof. And that led to the concept of these three lenses that are at the heart of economics
1: okay so tell me what is it that uh struck you most about these companies in the uh, so-called recession that were doing uh, not as poorly as the, as the others
0: well they were doing one or more of three essential things that appealed to consumers buying habits uh, they were appealing to a customer's self-image or helping them create a self-image they were providing some measure of entertainment or an entertainment message And they were allowing people to pamper themselves. And and my analysis is that the stresses of the recession, whether that be economic stresses, government policy stresses, personal family stresses, whatever their stresses were, they were using those three buying habits to get out of the stresses. I tell the story in the book of a woman I met in a financial planning class. Her name was Martha. And she was in very severe financial situation. She was in her 70s. Her husband spent way more money than they had coming in. And so to escape the stress of that financial situation, she would disappear every couple of weeks for a few days and jet off to a resort and uh, live on the beach and rent a sports car and go out for nice meals. Simply to escape the stress. And then, of course, when she returned, her stress was larger than when she went. Why did she make the buying decisions that she did? Why do consumers make the buying decisions that they did? And how does that relate to these recession proof companies? That was the genesis of what is now known as meekonomics.
1: Okay, so let's get into that concept. Let's let's dive deeper because you mentioned those three lenses, but you mentioned them very, very fast. And let's get into that. Mention each of these lenses and what makes them so unique if you include them in your marketing message?
0: Sure, I'll start with the first one, self-image, uh, because that's really descriptive of the customer, who the customer thinks she or he is. Uh, whether it be a consumer transaction or a business-to-business transaction, and, and why the self-images are important and how you can leverage the self-images. Uh, my analysis, again, and research of not only those recession-proof companies, but many companies since, uh, leads to a, a handful, maybe two handful, of critical self-images that you need to think about addressing uh, when you're thinking about your customer base. Uh, there's a the customer who believes, I deserve it. Uh, An example of that from a commercial was a cell phone commercial where the customer was quoted as saying, I have the right to be unlimited, uh, back before we all had very large data plans. There's the customer who says, uh, I'm a trendsetter. Follow me. Uh, There's a car commercial that reads, when all signs point in one direction, you can choose to go with the crowd or you can go your own way. That's Mm -hmm. a self-image that they're appealing to. I can do things myself. One of the things I've noticed about many, uh, tax software programs, uh, is the use of the phrase, you got this, or you have this, or you can do it. Something like that. It's about the self image that I'm capable. I can do this myself. Uh, there's another image about, I should be noticed. And some taglines from some marketing campaigns that appeal to that are impossible to ignore or designed to be noticed or make every side your good side. That had to do with genes, by the way. So, uh, people were appealing or helping people create a self image and so the the question I ask clients is what is it about your marketing that identifies and appeals to a consumer or a business clients self image and on the business side self image is really represented by brand so is there alignment between your brand and and the clients brand Uh, what is it about your marketing campaign that identifies and appeals to a customer's self-image or helps them create a self-image that then aligns with you. So that's that's the beginning of a self-image marketing strategy.
1: Can, can you give me a, a, a company name? I know you listed a ton of examples here, but let's be more practical. Let's take uh, one company name and, and an example There it could be Apple, yeah. Disney, no matter which one.
0: Sure. Uh, DSW Shoes, that's a large a shoe uh, retail chain in the States. Uh, it has an advertising, don't stop winning. They take their initials, DSW, and turn it into a tagline, don't stop winning. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, it's not about the comfort of the shoe. It's not about how long the shoe is going to last. Uh, somehow through your shoes, you're going to be a winner. Don't yeah. stop winning. Yeah. Uh, a clear appeal to a certain self-image. I'm a, I'm a winner. I compete. I'm always coming in first. Therefore, I should go buy my shoes there is the connection they're trying to make. Mm. Uh, A second example, maybe one that uh, people will know if they're not familiar with DSW shoes, is the Toyota. Uh, Their commercial for the 2017 Camry model reads, be the hero of your own story. There's nothing in that about here's gas mileage. Uh, Here's how many people you can put in the car. Here's the capacity of the trunk. Here's what the engine is made of. Here's how many horsepower it's got it's be the hero of your own story a clear appeal to a certain self image you want to be a hero to your family to your friends you need to get a toyota camry is is an example of their self image marketing campaign
1: and and i like that because um i know at the, i think it's at the end of the book where you go uh, basically against what is uh, old school meaning feature advantages and benefits and you turn that around and say look you got to go benefits, advantages, and features because nobody's buying features.
0: Yeah, I use the phrase "baff backwards to describe that yeah. <laughs> because I'm taking the classical sales model, features, advantages, benefits, and, and turning it backwards. Show the benefits to the customer, and if they're interested and you need to, then you go into the advantages of your proposed solution and the features that support it, but only to the extent you need to.
1: I think Unless of the you com- sell the
0: benefits, no point having the rest of the conversation.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the companies that, that does that tremendously well is Apple, because you have no idea about the features, the exact features that are in that phone or the software and, and all the nitty gritty details, but you buy it because you want it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and many times when a new Apple uh, iPhone comes out, for example, annually, uh I've analyzed the several most recent commercials they've had when launching a new model, and it's never about the features. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about look at all the cool things you can do with the new model that you couldn't do with the old one.
1: Right. And, and if you, a-
0: if your self-image is you want to have the latest and the greatest technology, you run out and buy the new iPhone, even though the one you have is working just fine.
1: Absolutely. And there, there, there you go. You have a company that is recession-proof.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've been growing, growing, and then growing some more.
1: Yeah, and we know they're charging seven times uh, what an Android phone uh, costs. They sure do. <laughs> and then One, one more
0: example in the self-image arena, uh, and then we can look at the other lenses. Uh, Jeep, yeah. that automobile brand, ha- has a new slogan that is free to be. It's, again, nothing about the primary function. Back to the Apple and the iPhone, you know, those commercials for the newest models of the iPhones uh, never mention making a phone call with it. I'm starting to wonder why they still call it a phone, right? (laughs) It's an entertainment center that you can make phone calls on.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay, so that was self-image, number one, Lance. What's number two?
0: Number two is entertain. People like to be entertained. Think back to managing the stress in their lives and can I escape? Can I be entertained? And certainly uh, products like the Apple iPhone and iPads and so forth are entertainment systems. Even your automobiles have become entertainment systems that take you places. If you think about the number of screens, the Internet connectivity. uh, A year ago, uh, the Honda Ridgeline truck uh, was all about the fact that they now had speakers in the bed of the pickup truck. Nothing else mentioned in the commercial.
1: Right, gadgets.
0: Entertainment strategy, right?
1: Right, gadgets sell.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So a few other examples. Uh, I mentioned the Honda Ridgeline. BMW has an electric vehicle, and they use as a slogan for that electric vehicle, once the fun starts, make sure it never stops. Yep. It's an entertainment system that takes you places. Uh, Land Rover, in a recent uh, sale commercial, use the phrase season of adventure to describe their sale not season of transportation not season of uh, good gas mileage season of adventure uh, and i've already mentioned jeep free to be uh, and you know you think about it i'm using a lot of car company examples these are mega global companies yeah and they've invested tens of millions of dollars into market research and these are the marketing strategies that they're choosing and the messages they're choosing to appeal to one of these three economics lenses. And so one of the reasons I wrote the book and we're having this conversation is to bring those strategies to your much larger audience so they can compete more effectively as well for those same consumer dollars.
1: Now, I have a question for you, because uh, when it comes to cars, now you mentioned some of the slogans, to be honest, I couldn't put some of the slogans to the car brand. Whereas, for example, if we take this very same lens and we take, let's do Walt Disney and say dreams come true. Yes. Yeah, where dreams come true and all that kind of stuff. Immediately, I know, oh, this is Magic Kingdom. This is Walt Disney. So I can put the slogan and I can put the slogan, the tagline, whatever it is, and I can match it up with the brand. But uh, what happens now is oftentimes uh, these companies keep changing their taglines and you no longer can associate the brand with the, let's say, entertainment tagline. What's your take on that?
0: Well, I think they're missing an opportunity. Uh, You identify dreams come true with with Disney because of the longevity of their use of that. Correct. The Coca-Cola company uses the phrase open happiness. They've been using it for years and years.
1: And they're sticking to it. becoming identified
0: with the Coca-Cola company.
1: And they're sticking to it consistently. They're
0: sticking to it, right? Uh, So it has to be a solid strategy and a solid slogan. And then repetition is valuable in the marketplace. And people who are changing frequently are probably missing an opportunity because you're right that slogan could be applied to other automobiles as well. Uh, and so they need to make sure it's identified with theirs through repetition and, and make sure it's valuable in producing results for them.
1: Not just that. I mean, some of the slogans, I could put them to travel agencies or let's say, because I'm big into water sports, okay, the adventure and entertainment and all that, it's some kind of surfing or other water sports type.
0: Right. And so one of the ways they deal with that is always trying to include a call to action. So that you take immediate action based on they've got your attention through the slogan through their use of the right economics lens and the call to action translates into a transaction Uh, otherwise it could be identified i use bmw as an example once the fund starts make sure it never stops that could apply to a lot of different goods or services
1: Mm. which is great because you cover the first part which is awareness and marketing and all that kind of uh, good stuff and then you have to put in the process of selling
0: yeah and that's why the book really touches on three consumer touch points, customer touch points, marketing, selling, and business management. Right. Why should people buy from you? What process do you use uh, to conduct the transaction? And who do you put in place to operate those processes? And that's something that's a little bit unique about the book because it uses one umbrella strategy, Meconomics, and, and it addresses all three of those business areas that are consumer touch points.
1: Now, before we get to lens number three, here's a question. Why are consumers today so hyped into buying what they want instead of buying what they need? Because previously, when we had wars and all that, everybody was kind of buying what they needed. But now things shifted big time. And how do we cope with that?
0: Well, you know, selling has always been about identifying what the customer wants and needs and then providing a solution that they can afford that they have enough value for. It's always been benefits based. Uh, the phrase what's in it for me from a customer perspective is that benefit request show me the benefits show me the value That for example is why uh, the book has me economics as its title It starts with the word me because it's always been about what's in it for me from a customer perspective I think those lenses those stresses uh, those forces those buying habits have gotten stronger starting with the recession and reinforced ever since as over time and over the decades uh, we've gotten more used to having not only what we need, but what we want. There's a BMW com, uh, commercial that reads the perfect combination of wants and needs. Wants mm. intentionally first in that slogan. Yeah. And so I think that's a, a genuine admission that the marketplace has gone beyond what we need to what we want also. you know, Do we really need uh, a 60-inch flat screen television instead of a 42-inch flat screen television? But we want it. You know, the last time you bought a car, Chris, did you spend more money than you planned on spending? No, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but, but I'm not the usual. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're unique because yeah. most people do. I do. Other people do. And when I ask them why, they say, "Well, because I found something I really wanted," and so well, I found the extra money to do that.
1: Yeah, it's always and, and so gadgets. It will always be gadgets. <laughs>
0: Sure, absolutely. Like I said, a car is an entertainment system now that takes you places.
1: Right. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, Brian, so lens number one, self-image. Lens number two, entertain. Let's get to number three.
0: Number three is pamper. Everybody likes to be treated well. We'd all like to buy the best products and services we can, up to the point of how much we value them and how much we can afford. Uh, So we're all aspirational, if you will, in our buying decisions. Well, the pamper lens specifically addresses that. I used an example earlier. It was from the Sprint cell phone service. Uh, I have the right to be unlimited, right? Pamper me. Don't limit what I can do in terms of downloads and movies and uh, Skype and everything else. Uh, L'Oreal Cosmetics uh, uses the phrase because we're worth it very Mm -hmm. successfully. Pamper me. I deserve the best is the message there. Uh, The MasterCard gold card uses the phrase, life without limits. Pamper me. Help me pamper myself. Uh, Mercedes-Benz uses the phrase, the best or nothing. All of those are examples of a message to the customer that says, pamper yourself. We can help you with that. And, and you know what? You deserve it, and you're worth it. And you, you want to treat your family the best as well. We can help you do that, pampering messages throughout.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, tell me which one works best. Is it three O? if you combine all three, you're like a weapon?
0: Very astute, Chris. Good observation. Two is better than one and three is better than two. The more, the merrier.
1: Okay. But okay. Can you give me an example is, of somebody or some brand that uses all three?
0: Sure. Uh, online music or video download services are a okay. good example of that. Uh, your self-image is probably you want to have the latest gadgets and the coolest uh, gadgets. That you can. That's yeah. a self image approach. Uh, it's entertainment media that you're downloading, so there's clearly an entertainment component to it. And pamper. You can have anything you want. You know, that the radio channels available over the internet that play only music that you like.
1: Mm. At you your know, fingertips. And
0: customize the playlist to what you've already listened to. Those kind of services are pampering strategies as well. So the entertainment arena is full of that, particularly entertainment delivered using technology.
1: Mm. And I like that because a lot of people will say, well, pamper is quite difficult for me because it it goes more into luxury. Of course, L'Oreal, easy pampering or spas or or stuff like that. But what about, let's twist it a little bit because we talked about B2C, so business to consumer. Uh, let's talk a bit uh, a bit about business-to-business, uh, business. although I always say it's never business-to-consumer or business-to-business because business we, we deal with people, everybody, so it's human-to-human. Human. However, just to stick to that category, how could you use, especially the third lens, pamper, in a business-to-business business approach?
0: Well, let me characterize all three lenses, the business-to-business business, uh, interpretation of them, and then we'll focus in on pamper.
1: Excellent, go uh, ahead.
0: Self-image in a business context is really the brand, your brand and the client's brand. And is there alignment between your brands? And so that's the first question I'd look for as I'm putting together a sales proposal in a B2B context. Uh, Look for brand alignment. uh, Help the customer identify the elements of the customer brand that align with yours. And that's the reason to do business together. I will put a different spin on entertainment when it's a business-to-business context. Certainly a lot of business gets conducted on the golf course or uh, at a nice dinner in a restaurant uh, and so forth. There's an entertainment component But the nuance in business to business when it comes to entertain is give me a simple low stress process Don't complicate things for me. Uh, that's not giggles and uh, going on bowling entertainment uh, But it's give me simplicity low stress. I don't have to worry uh, For example, I talked earlier about buying a car uh, I've had some very painful experiences buying a car when it comes time to talk to the finance manager And two or three hours later, you're still filling out paperwork and trying to understand what just happened in financing the car. But Mm. I've also bought a car where that process was accomplished in 20 minutes. And I'll go back to that dealer because it took more time in those other first dealers to finance the car than to actually decide on one. So give me a simple process, a low stress process. That's the business version of entertain. And when it comes to pamper, give me a custom solution really work to understand my business my needs and propose a custom solution that's right for me I'm not interested in standard solutions stock solutions because that's easy for you as the vendor I want to be pampered with a custom solution so brand alignment simplicity and low stress processes and uh, custom solutions are the three lenses in a business to business context
1: now let me let me just point out the following, or ask the following in terms of pricing, because this is also a discussion that we keep having over and over again. And I, I always tell my customers, if you can't go below Amazon or Walmart, why do you play the strategy be having the lowest price, right? So let's say you have all these three put in your marketing message and you live by them, you breathe by them, your brand identity, your staff, everybody is aligned. Can you go for higher prices? Of course, service and product has to be good because otherwise, uh, no use talking about it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, because if you think about it, all three of these lenses, self-image, entertain, and pamper are emotional buying habits, emotional reasons to buy. Correct. In fact, I don't talk about demographics. I like to talk about the emo graphics of a customer base the emotional composition. What self images am I appealing to? What kinds of entertainment do they like? Uh, How can I pamper them? And because they're emotional, they're powerful. And if people are making their buying decisions for these emotional reasons, it translates into an opportunity for more profitability, higher prices, higher revenues as you serve those customers because you're serving not only their needs but their wants and their emotional wants.
1: Good point. Very good point. Now, we talked a lot about, and, and you gave a ton of great examples from big uh, companies, big corporations. Of course, they have the money, they can uh, play, they can research, they can do a ton of advertising. They can do a ton, can afford a ton of mistakes. But uh, let's take this to another level by saying, how can I take these insights or what can I learn from all this and apply it to my small business? That is, what kind of mistakes have you seen in small business and how can we take these insights that you outlayed in economics and and put them to work in a small business environment? Yeah, let me start with the
0: uh, success story and then I'll come back to a process to help you avoid mistakes. Yes, please. Uh, A a three-step process. Uh, This is a small business success story. It's a flooring retailer in New Jersey in the US. Uh, This business started in 2012, a pretty bad time to be starting a new business in the US. Uh, But this business has doubled its revenues every year since it started. And that trend continues. And they're doing a number of great things uh, in the Meconomics arena. Uh, it's headed by Diane Grossman. She's the owner of the business, and she does some things that are a bit unusual for the world of flooring retail but are very aligned with Meconomics. Uh, for example, you might not expect that a flooring store would have as its best quarter for the year the holiday quarter at the end of the year, uh, which in the U.S. includes Thanksgiving as well as the Christmas uh, holiday. Yes. Uh, she Uh, Uses as an approach in her advertising and her contact with customers. Is your home ready for the holidays? And if you think about that, she's in competition with electronics and TVs and vacations and lots of ways consumers can spend their money But they spend it with her and what she does with that question is raise First of all a self-image question, right? So what kind of shape is your home in and are you going to be embarrassed or are you going to be proud when people come to your home for the holidays Of course, she's doing an entertainment event, so the entertain strategy applies here as well with that question, and you as a good hostess want to pamper the people who visit you, family or friends or work relationships who come to your home for the holidays. So by taking an approach, are you ready for the holidays, she's applying all three of those lenses in that provocative question, which also gets to the emotional makeup of her potential customers. She does several other things that apply these strategies as well. Her slogan for her business is your friend in floors. It's not come here for the biggest selection, come here for the best prices. We've got the best sales. uh, We've got the best products. It's your friend in floors. Most purchases in flooring are made by women. And so she's appealing to the fact that many women want to go shopping with a friend who will have somebody who will honestly tell them, no, that dress doesn't look great on you. Well, in this case, it's a friend who's going to tell you that is or isn't the right flooring for you and focus on especially the fashion of the purchase. She uses as a second slogan, the most fun you'll have buying flooring. That's an entertainment strategy. Absolutely. You can see how that appeals. Yeah. Right? She doesn't put prices on her products in the store. Her focus is let's find what's right for you and then we'll find out if it's got enough value that you're willing to pay what it costs. Otherwise, we'll go somewhere else. And the last example I'll give is she does all her business by appointment. You make an appointment to see a doctor, to see a dentist. Why not make an appointment to make a multi-thousand dollar purchase of your new flooring that you're going to live with for years or decades? So she does a number of things that are very much execution of economic strategies in her business. And as I mentioned earlier, she's doubled her revenues every year since she started.
1: I like the last point, especially because a lot of people ignore that, which is we're still human and we like connection and in terms of integrating offline, because everybody's crazy about social media and online and they leave offline totally out of the light.
0: Right, right. And then I said I'd share a a process. Uh, In the book, there's a much more involved process to go deeper and broader into these strategies and which ones are right for you and how do you get started, but To get started, I recommend that people look at their customer base and basically do an audit of their customer base and the customer's self-image. And if you don't have the information, start paying attention to that so you know how to target your offering and target your marketing to the right self-images. Second, look at your sales process. Any change you make to the sales process, does it improve the customer experience? Does it appeal to self-image or provide an entertaining environment or uh, pamper customers? And then third, I'd look at your hiring practices and particularly the questions you ask when you hire to see if potential new hires are aligned with these three lenses. Ask people, how would you feel working with a customer who wants to be pampered? And if they say, I can't stand them, but your customer base wants to be pampered, that's the wrong person to hire. So I'd I'd change my hiring questions and related to that, my training and coaching programs to make sure that they're aligned with these business strategies and that I have harmony across my marketing, selling and business management, especially staffing, training and coaching.
1: I love the fact that you mentioned targeting and you put such a strong emphasis on targeting because I'm huge into that as well. And I, I do a lot of podcasts about targeting because here's the deal. If you put the best marketing message in the world in front of the wrong people, you could go home.
0: Absolutely. So let's understand the customer base. And why do we start there? And why do I always start there? Because they have the money and unless they start to make it move, it doesn't move.
1: Brian, I I love your book because, first of all, you have this unique perspective, these three lenses, which I'm going to recap shortly. So it's self-image, entertain and pamper. And what I like about it, that you really integrated this into marketing, sales and business management, staff, trainings, coaching, um, as in three different pillars of the business. That's why. And, and on top of that, you shared so many examples. It's like a workbook. So people can really go through that and skim through that, swipe, and actually use some of those stuff to to create their own taglines, uh, logos, uh, uh, based on, on that. Now, I, I'd like to end this with a final golden nugget from you, one actionable tip. And a lot of people listen to this show and a lot of those who listen to this show are small business owners. That's why I'd like you to give them one actionable tip that they can take right after this, right after listening to this and implement it in their sales and marketing department to really get results fast. What would that be?
0: The top tip I can give people is let's look at your customer base, what's their self image and adjust your marketing accordingly. And one way, a a second sub tip I can give to do that is I love to use word clouds uh, and there's free software online uh, to generate word clouds to help you analyze your existing marketing, tell you what the messaging really is, compare that to what you want the messaging to be and then fill the gaps.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Brian, please give out your website and um, tell the Strength and Business community where they can reach you and find out more about you.
0: Sure, there are actually two websites. The first one is www.meconomics101.com. That's meconomics, it starts with me, as in what's in it for me. Meconomics.com. The second is www.traininggetsresults.com. That's all one word. Training gets results, and yes, there is a double G in there. Dot-com and thirdly i'm pretty active on linkedin as you mentioned earlier i've written over 50 linkedin blogs in the last year and a half many of them are about meconomics and the subject we've been talking about here so people can see the latest in my thinking there and get bite-sized chunks uh, for execution through that and, and you mentioned earlier i also lead and moderate a linkedin group increase retail sales training and meconomics
1: Once again, this is Chris Rock from Strength in Business talking to Brian Graykin about his newly released book, Meconomics 101, 16 Ways to Improve Your Marketing, Selling and Business Management for Today's Consumer. You can get the book on Amazon, both paperback and Kindle, and it's also available on Barnes and Nobles, right Brian? Yes, it is. Brian, thank you so much for being my guest today.
0: It's been my pleasure, Chris, and thank you. And I uh, wish your listeners good luck using these principles to improve their business.
1: Thanks for listening. Thank you for your loyalty. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing. And remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast.
0: Submit your questions on StrengthenBusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at
1: Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K.